Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Today in the studio, we have Ruth. She is going to be telling us her favorite tried and true recipe that she serves her family and guests when they come to her house. Thanks for joining us, Ruth. Hello, everyone. Glad to be here. And in case you think that I am just imitating my own voice and pretending to be two people, <laughs> I'm not. It's my identical twin sister. So we we sound very much the same. We both were raised in the South and have a have a bit of that still in our adult lives. So if there's anything cool that's said, it's probably Ruth talking. <laughs> so. so can you share with us your favorite menu? Tell us a little bit about it. So my favorite right now is just a one dish, everything's in there, half-baked harvest, amazing dinner. It involves salmon and all the veggies and rice or noodles in a delicious sauce. It's called Honey Garlic Salmon Soba Noodle Bowl. And it's, again, just all on one in one bowl or on one plate, lots of great garnishes, It is delicious flavors that will blow your mind. Well, that sounds perfect for having company over because then you don't have to, might make it easier instead of making four, four different dishes, you have it all in one, one bowl, one place. Yes. Yeah. So it's, you can do some prep ahead of time, but it's just all there on the table when you're ready to eat. So not a lot that has to be assembled. We're going to find out um, some of the things that she changes or makes simpler to make it accessible to the everyday person, doing it, doing it quick whenever they don't, they're low on time. So my key tip with recipes is it's more of a loose interpretation. So cooking is an art form, not necessarily a science. So this recipe has... She's the artist, I'm the scientist. I'm true. the scientist. It's true. <laughs> this recipe has a lengthy list of ingredients. If you don't have some, then just leave them out or potentially find a substitute that's similar. So with the ingredients here, it calls for some things you might not have and may not want to buy or can't find. I think you could probably find everything online um, for sure. But Korean chili paste or gachujang, I'm not sure if I pronounced that 100% like Koreans would. But I put hot sauce in mine, just a couple of drops of some hot sauce that you have in your fridge. For the grated ginger, you can use fresh. Walmart has a frozen pod, a small little piece that you can pop out. Which and just... I just found out about this a month ago, and it's genius. Instead of having to buy ginger and grate it yourself, or you know, you buy ginger and it sits in the fridge and goes bad because you don't use it all, you can buy frozen section, small little maybe they're a tablespoon each, something mm-hmm. like that, and just pop yeah. out what you need from the freezer for each meal, and it's fresh and amazing. Yeah. I buy my salmon at Costco because it's frozen. It's Alaska, wild-caught, delicious, but you can also find it fresh. You know, you can find that pretty much anywhere. Um, For the soba noodles, you could also substitute rice noodles, or even I've done rice before. So depending on what you can find, what you have on hand, tahini is a sesame seed paste, and that's often in the ethnic food aisle of a grocery store. 
And I skip the garnishes that are suggested, which are sesame seeds and pickled ginger. They'd be great, but I don't often have those on hand or may not use those for other things. So at the, um, in the notes, I've added um, artichokes and toasted pecans as garnishes. And then I also added green onions in the sauce that goes on top of the salmon. So again, I kind of open my refrigerator and hmm, decide, will this go? Does this look good? And, and add and subtract as needed. She encourages me to be more of an artist than a scientist because I'm much more of the, the twin who decides to follow each individual step and in measurement of a recipe. And I have trouble branching out. So this is good for me. Okay, so your best shortcut or time saver with this recipe. Tell us about it. My best shortcut or time saver is to just kind of prep things beforehand if you can. So you can mix up the sauce for the salmon, you can toast the pecans, you can chop your artichoke hearts and just have them in bowls and ready to go. It's really a pretty quick dinner dish. Um, but yeah, some of that prep beforehand, it means all you have to do is throw the salmon in a pan and let the rice or noodles boil. So yeah, this would be great for serving your family dinner. You could prep the day before or that morning, or if you're, you know, having company over for dinner that night, get it done ahead of time, and then you're not so stressed at the very end. All right, what is your best tip for our listeners? Well, I think one of my best tips that I've discovered recently is an app on your phone. So I'm constantly looking online for recipes, which, you know, this recipe is from Half-Baked Harvest, and I don't want to have a big computer in my kitchen all the time. So there's an app I've found, and there's probably others, but it's called Paprika. And you can browse through the app, find the recipe, download it into the app, and it will save it. You can make categories, you can tag your favorites, you can rate them, give them one star, five stars. I delete the one stars, but um, yeah, it's a great way to keep the recipes you like and find online in one place. And then it's just, yeah, on your phone, in the kitchen, ready to cook from. She did talk me into getting this because you do have to purchase it. And normally I like free apps, but I did purchase it. And I will say that I do love using it. She convinced me to try it and it has paprika you open it has its own search bar and from that search bar like she said you can search anywhere you know you go to whoever your favorite blog is or your favorite chef and if you have a recipe you want to try you just press download or import or something like that and it puts it in your app so every time you open your app you can see all the ones from various places that you want to try that week or you know in the future so very fun place to store them all all right, so what's your best hospitality tip? How do you welcome guests into your home in a non-stressed and anxious way? My best tip is to emulate Barefoot Contessa. So she always strives to be a guest at her own dinner party. So, you know, that includes prepping ahead of time, having the table set ahead of time, the water glasses filled, whatever needs to be done. So that when the guests, guests, you know, show up, walk in the door, you can just visit and focus 100% on them. 
that's not always possible as the hostess because there is a lot of, you know, last minute things that have to be done and warm food to pull out of the oven. But I think that's that's a good tip to strive for where you just, your guests feel like you have time for them. They didn't come to just watch somebody scurrying around the entire <laughs> time, which I've had that happen. Uh, a little squirrel in the kitchen. And I've been guilty of that because it's just, you know, a lot of people and things that need to be done for them all to be fed. But yeah. it, it is true. If you can prep a lot ahead of time, just get as much done as you can early, even if it's thinking about it days ahead of time. Um, if, if that's possible, you know, I mean, sometimes, like you said, it's not. But if you can think, oh, I'm having a massive amount of people over on Friday. What can I do on Tuesday to, you know, start getting some of those tasks accomplished, things that need to be done? All right. What is your must-have kitchen item and where can we find it? My must-have kitchen item, which there's a few because I love kitchen items. It's my weakness when I walk into any store. I just gravitate right towards the kitchen aisle. Love to look at all the things. But one thing I've purchased over and over and think is absolutely necessary is a handheld citrus squeezer. I'm not sure if that's the official name, but you can cut your, you know, citrus in half and yeah, just squeeze half of the lime or lemon and you have fresh citrus juice. It's amazing. I think fresh lemon juice, fresh lime juice is a game changer in most things. Oh, that sounds delicious. Yes. And you can find those pretty much anywhere. I mean, Amazon, Target, Walmart, wherever you shop, you should be able to find one of those. And would you recommend metal, plastic? What's your favorite? Mine is metal, but it's um, covered with I don't know. Some kind of coating, like a yeah, Teflon coating, coating or something. Mm-hmm. All right. You, you mentioned you have a funny story to share. Can you tell us about it? And does this have to do with me? Well, <laughs> could I come up with a funny story that wasn't going to tell on the twin? <laughs> so well, we've been cooking our whole lives, pretty much. I think our mother taught us to, well, let us make cookies when from a very young age. And I'm not sure that we loved cooking back then, but we liked to eat the cookie dough. So it was great incentive to be in the kitchen and chocolate chips were involved and sugar and butter and always chocolate and always sugar. Yes. So if we made the cookies, we could eat the cookie dough. Well, one time when we weren't having the best of twin moments, their best would not <laughs> let me try the cookie dough. She, you know, elbowed me out of the way and shoved cookies in the <laughs> oven and baked them. Well, not about to be outdone and still being rather salty about not having cookie dough, I grabbed a cookie when they came out of the oven. Her intention was to serve them all to Bible study guests that were over at our house, and she was very proud of this moment. (laughs) She had a plate piled high, ready to, you know, go deliver to unsuspecting guests. Even though we were twins, we were pretty competitive back back in the day. We're great friends now. We were good friends then, but we were very competitive. So I wanted to make and serve the cookies completely on my own without any of her input or her stealing any beforehand. So I grabbed one, shoved it in my mouth before she could react, and then hastily <laughs> started spitting it in the trash because it was terrible. <laughs> 
I think in hindsight, what she had done was put a quarter cup of salt in the cookies <laughs> instead of like a quarter teaspoon. Something horrendous like that. It was that. either salt or baking soda. I think we soda. that happened at one point too. Maybe that was the baking soda incident. It was one or the other where I got kind of confused about cups versus teaspoons, teaspoons and cups <laughs> and various and sundry measurements issues and of course was too proud to go ask someone including the twin (laughs) right right so uh, the plate of cookies all went in the trash the bible study guests left a little bit hungry but you know (laughs) and my pride was brought down a notch or two that day it was a lesson from the lord (laughs) taught her to share cookie dough in the future Maybe ask for some advice. I, mean, I think originally I probably had put a quarter of a teaspoon of the ingredient in the cookies, and then I just sat there and started second guessing myself and just kept on kept dumping. dumping. <laughs> if, if a little bit's good, more is Maybe better. this horror story is why I'm more of a scientist than an artist. You know, I tried being artistic that day. Oh, I'll just dump a little more. Well, as we know, anyone who knows how to bake knows you can't really be too much of an artist with baking. With cooking, yeah, maybe so, but baking, it doesn't work out so well That's for you. That's true. That's true. Well, Ruth, thank you so much for sharing your tips with us. I will post these recipes along with your changes or um, in places where to find, especially the citrus squeezer um, and whatever other notes my listeners need. Thank you for sharing. 